This is Hot Country 103.5 with uh, Melody and Foreman in the morning and our deputy fire chief in Tantallon right this very moment giving us an update on the wildfire as it stands right now. So I'll remind folks that our firefighters were called at about 3.30 in the afternoon on Sunday afternoon for the report of a fire in the Westwood subdivision here in the community of Tantallon. Our first arriving crews did discover a very large and fast moving fire going through that subdivision. It in fact traveled so significantly that we quickly escalated through second, third, fourth and fifth alarms, which is the first use of a fifth alarm that many of us can remember in this community. Yesterday our firefighters were very hard in very dangerous conditions. This fire moved generally northeast from the Westwood subdivision over towards the Hammonds Plains and Pockwalk Roads. I'm happy to report that at this time there are no reports of missing persons nor of injuries. That's very good news. Less good news is there are numerous affected structures, some damaged and many destroyed in the Westwood subdivision, also in the vicinity of Hammonds Plains Road, particularly near Yankeetown Road, and there's some damage northward to the Pockwalk Road. Our firefighters and other partners worked hard to evacuate a large area of our city yesterday and last night we remained on scene. We had a hundred firefighters here on scene overnight fighting spot fires, extinguishing structures that were on fire and preventing more structures from being lost wherever we could. Thanks to their work this fire largely has been held from crossing the Hammonds Plains Road to the east and it's been held from crossing the Pockwalk Road to the north. In addition overnight our crews uh, remained at the White Hill Seniors Care Facility to protect that facility and the people in it. I can also tell you that the Hammonds Plains Consolidated School is in good shape, no damage to that school structure. This morning we've recommenced operations. Oh, and before I leave yesterday, last night and again here, we have so many partners that are important helping us in the Halifax Regional Municipality. We have fire departments from other communities such as West Hans, Uniac, Brooklyn, and others. Windsor, uh, they're here. The Department of National Defense is here with two pump and roll units. It's all very, very important, very, very helpful. In addition, our RCMP and regional police partners are doing excellent work with security and evacuation uh, that we simply couldn't do without them. Emergency health services here to protect our firefighters, all our responders, and our residents, and many, many others. Obviously, the Nova Scotia Department of Natural Resources and Renewables are here. They were here yesterday and deployed some air assets, and we met with them early, early this morning to form a unified command team to continue to work this fire. Today, we have 30-plus HRFE fire apparatus working these fire zones in two main sectors. The DNNR crews are here, and they have two helicopters in the air as we speak. And at 9 o'clock this morning, two air tankers who were originally based out of Newfoundland were set to take off and come and deliver water here on this fire. We are planning today to protect structures again. We understand that the wind direction is changing. So the wind is now from the north, which is going to make this fire move back, backwards, from the direction it was burning yesterday. The forest fires technicians have looked at some drone footage that we put up and They've analyzed that and they're telling us that there could still be significant fire, even though the fire may turn around and go back the way it came. That was really fast, really hot fire yesterday. 
There's a lot of unburned fuel still in the areas that the fire went through that can reignite and can burn. So we have a lot of work to do today, this week, uh, for many days. We appreciate the patience of the residents of the municipality, particularly those who have been evacuated. This is difficult and residents must be prepared to remain out of their homes for several days at least to come. Ryan, who works here, Ryan, you were evacuated, what, last night about 8 o'clock? Yeah, I think it was just before 8. I was in the third round. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we were already making plans to, to to leave, and we had family and friends in the area, so we were trying to get them to leave. And I mean, but you got, like, you got kids, and you got everything to round up. It was it was a little scary um, yeah. because my wife didn't really know what was going on. Uh, I don't know what to tell. I have a three year old daughter. I didn't really know what to tell her. Mm-hmm. We took the suitcase out, and then she thought that we were going on a vacation. <laughs> Not quite. No, we we started packing with plenty of time. Yeah, which was good. Um, lucky for us. But when we did that, to our daughter saw the suitcase, and and she knows how to pack. So she went to her bedroom. Uh, she took out all our teddy bears and all our Barbies and filled them into that bag. <sighs> then she started to take out our clothes to make room for, for books. Mm. So we really haven't had a chance to look to see what we've brought, but we know we've got plenty of reading material. I mean, what, what did you grab? Like, there's, you know, you had more time to, um, to plan that than obviously a lot of other people. Like, what do you make sure you're getting, like, for me, it was the second time that I've been through an evacuation like this. Come uh, on. Back in, I think it was 99 or 2000, there was a fire also in Hammonds Plains area in Kingswood uh, that I was affected by. And I remember when I was younger, my parents didn't really pack too, too much because it was all new. Um, so when we started to pack with a couple hours ago, I, I told my wife and I said, just plan like this is the last time you're in this house and just take whatever you can. If there's something that you can't live without, bring it. Yeah. Um, and it was it was... It was a weird way to think about it because mm-hmm. then things came into clarity where all we needed was clothes and making sure that everybody was safe. We, we took our passports. We took we took some spare change that we had. But but it, the material stuff, we just it's it's not worth it. No matter yeah. how much I like playing my video game system, that stayed. Yeah, you don't need a Nintendo. <laughs> no, no. But it was uh, on the way out. It was uh, completely covered in smoke in some certain areas. I'm in the White Hills area, yeah. Um, so I had to go out through Glen Arbor, and it was backed up. Uh, there was, <laughs> there were police cars pulling out of every driveway. It was, uh, it was like a scene from one of those uh, apocalypse movies where, where people were trying to evacuate. The first responders were doing a, a, a phenomenal job trying to get to everybody's house um, and, uh, and and get out of the subdivision. How's your daughter doing at that point? I think I think I'm not going to fully know for a couple of days how she's yeah. doing. At that point, she was good. She just thought we were going on a road trip, but then we didn't go home, and we didn't go on a trip. That's for sure. We're not at any five star accommodation, so she's uh, yeah. she's a little confused. And I'm sure there's a lot of young kids out there that are are going through the same thing, thinking the same thing, and not really fully comprehending. And you, so you're with family in. in- right now in Bedford or wherever and that you guys have somewhere to stay. Luckily, yeah, we yeah. have, we have, we have a lot of family in the area and friends. So, so we're, we're okay. Uh, I empathize with everybody who's, you know, doesn't know where to go, what to do. I mean, just how different it is. I'm um, like a couple minutes away. I was at Canada game center before it became an evacuation center last night with my daughter at her swimming and she's 10 
and you can see you can see it all. You're you know on your phone the whole time, and on the way in and out and everything. And um, then I got reunited with my wife Ashley, and then we start talking about a fire, and and Harley pipes up, "What fire? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all the smoke you can see from everywhere that whole time we were out. Oh, I didn't even notice." Where our house is, we could see clouds billowing in the distance. So we knew something was happening. Yeah. But my parents also live in the same subdivision as we are, but three streets back. Right. I called them. I said, you guys got to start packing. Uh, We could have to go at any minute. It was blue skies, clear as day. They were enjoying the afternoon on the back deck. This was around 536, around when the first evacuation started to come and, and I started to actually take it seriously. When I went down there to check on them before we actually did evacuate, it was still... Clear skies. Yeah. And then we go over two streets, and it's covered in gray. Uh, it's all smoke, and and the only thing that you can see with lights is the, the red and blue police lights in the distance going up and down every driveway. When this happened before, you were you were living with them? Yeah, it was, it was uh, when I was like five or six. Yeah. Um, and did that, like, did everything, everything was okay after that? Like, and the house is okay and you guys were okay? In, in that fire, yeah. uh, the Kingswood fire, that, we were, we were fortunate, yes. Do you have any further insight into what might be the state of your home right now than we, and than anyone else would? Uh, no, uh, we lost power just before I left. So all my cameras, uh, died, uh, at that point. Uh, oh, I, you had security stuff? Yeah, I, yeah. I checked it this morning to see if there was anything, but it's still without power. So unfortunately I don't know. Uh, I think we were still relatively far away, but I'm I'm no meteorologist or fire scientist, so I don't no. know how it how it how fast it travels. But I I'm just I'm staying optimistic. Uh, yeah. I, I think that we'll we'll be okay. But uh, I know it's it's not going to be the same for for everyone, which is heartbreaking. And just to come into work today, like it's a work day. Yeah, Monday morning. Unreal. Yeah. Happy birthday yesterday, by the way. And and to you too. <laughs> Quite the celebration we had. Now, Mike, um, you've had quite a, a situation of, of trying to get out of the area. He, he, he opened the door. He said, come over and we'll figure out what's going on later on. Just put your camper, you and your friends, and just settle for the night and we'll figure everything out after everything is over. Yeah, Joe, at the at the KOA, because that's where you are right now. So... Um, it's been amazing. Like he's been amazing. I've been coming here once in a while, every like every year for the last few years. And the service we got um, yesterday was just incredible. Yeah, I mean, you, you essentially you got evacuated twice. I did. I left my house in Highland Park. I went to get a camper that was in storage, brought to a friend's place, and from there they were on Lucasville Road. They got evacuated probably an hour after we got there, so we had to leave, and we weren't sure where to go after that because. There was traffic everywhere. Yeah. It was extremely hard to get out of the Hammond Plains area. So we call here, and um, he said, yep, come over. We'll figure everything out. So we park here, and we set up last night, and we tried to do the best to have a, a good time. We get young kids here, so our stress does not need to go on them. So That's quite a thing for your own like to work through in your own mind of you're there to still entertain the damn children. Exactly. And we're looking at the fire pit here and we're like, nope, we're not touching this. We're going to have a barbecue, hot dogs, and can go play at the park and have fun. But yeah, no, we're doing the best of what we have. What we have. So, yeah. Do you think everyone's sort of processed what's happened or not really yet? 
Um, I'm trying to. Um, it's it goes by uh, emotion wave basically. So I look at the map. Looks like the house is not affected, but we don't know. It's it's a map. It could be off. But um, the fact of knowing that our neighbors are affected, uh, it's hard. It, it makes it hard for us. It's I rush to get the camper. I have the clothes on my back, and that's it. I don't even have a wallet. I don't have a debit card. I have nothing. My wife uh, took her own vehicle, so she's a little bit more prepared. She got a bag of clothing, but it's bare minimum what we have. So it's close to home. Like You, you see this on TV, Alberta, uh, Quebec. But when it hits home, it's different. I know. Well, yeah, all spring long we heard about, oh, there's 90-something fires burning in Alberta right now. Yep. Okay. And now there's one here, and it's done this much damage. I mean, 14,000 people were evacuated. I have a friend of mine who lives uh, just off Pockwalk, and he's in town right now with his son, his wife, and his mother-in-law. And uh, you look at the map, and he's devastated because it's red. Where his house is, is red, so he thinks he's got nothing left. Well, let's keep in touch, Mike, and uh, we want to make sure that, you know, we we get some news. And, and if you need anything, you know, we have so many other listeners asking, what can I do to help? Where What do people need? Where do they need it? So if you need anything, we have so many people ready, willing, and able to help. Paul, your your friend had seen some horses on the loose already this morning. Yeah, well, it's a good place to start. Anyway, it's not a very long road. So. Yeah, Rocky Lake Drive uh, in Sackville, just off the Bedford Highway on Rocky Lake Drive. Two horses spotted this morning already. Uh, and Shay, you know a little bit uh, more about the horses that have been we've been trying to round up because of the fires last night. Um, so they're asking people, unless you know the horses, don't approach them because they might bolt. And if you see a horse, just... Uh, figure out the address you're at, and then uh, there's a few Facebook groups right now that are posting about the horses. Um, and, yeah, so they're just asking people not to approach them. So a lot of the horses from Hammond's Plains were brought out to the Windsor Exhibition Grounds last night. Right, okay. Um, so it's just uh, another farm out there that on uh, Poplock Road, I believe, um, that has some horses still uh, out and about. But um, now that it's daylight, hopefully it'll be easier to find them. Yeah. Do you know anything about the the state of you know of the farms themselves? Like, will they be able to bring the horses home? Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I think there's been rumors about Fox Point stables, um, but I don't know anything for sure. So I don't want to say because I'm I'm not sure. But no, uh, yeah. hopefully the stables will be good enough to go back to soon. Just like people's homes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Shay. Uh, we're at 902-425-1035. Suzanne, you were out uh, trying to help find some horses last night. Uh, we weren't able to find any. So honestly, we came back to the farm. Um, oh. I was just messaging a couple of the girls that were out looking for horses. And nobody that I personally know of got hands on anything else. The last I'd heard um, four were definitely caught, but two professional big rigs from um, a six and another five horse came down from New Brunswick, and they're younger than me, so we, uh, <laughs> we, we came back to the farm to look after our 22, and, but I'm still hooked and ready to come if, if uh, they need me. There were four, possibly six, 
four absolute confirmed that were caught last night, possibly six. Do you have any um, sense of, you know, the people whose horses those would be, are they are they wearing halters? Do they have anything identifying on them? Some have halters on. Usually that you take them off so they don't get caught on anything. Right, yeah. So my trailer... Um, my my trailer was cleaned out of halters and lead ropes so that uh, they had stuff that they could use because, of course, the horses from that farm, as I understand it, they just they, they didn't get anything out. But the frustrating part for most of us right now is just information, trying to get yeah uh, accumulate information to see where to send people and stuff. And with nervous, scared horses, you really need to know how to approach them and how to... You know, the, it, it's tone of voice. Yeah. Uh, you know, a nice, quiet tone of voice um, is, especially the scared horses at this point in life that have been running, basically, in their, in their minds, they're running for their life, which basically they are. Unfortunately, they don't always understand traffic. <laughs> yeah. But then if you they see a person yelling at them, waving their arms and stuff, they're not going to run towards yeah. you. No, exactly. Yeah. So it... You know, there's hundreds of people mm-hmm. ready to go if if needed. Yeah. Well, thank you, Suzanne. Uh, and we've already gotten word, actually, that the horses spotted earlier today uh, on Rocky Lake Drive have been found. Uh, I don't know if captured is the right word. Probably not. But they have been uh, taken care of appropriately. Uh, and you guys up at uh, Rocky Hollow Ranch uh, found a few last night as well. We had uh, a lady that was not in the fire, but she was close to it. And she had three horses that couldn't get trailered because they wouldn't go in. And uh, she started walking up the Beaver Bank Road going to Kennecook. And my farrier called me and asked if I could help. And we went down. It took us almost four hours to get them up here, but we got them safely with a couple of escorts. And, yeah, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> so she was just walking three horses down the side of the road? Yeah, well, they were riding them. Um, and it's not, it's not really a safe road to go on with horses, right? No. So uh, we went down and, and uh, you know, put an escort in front and it back and stopped at the fire department. They gave us water and the horses water, and then we finally made it here last night. I don't even know what time. After midnight sometime. Wow. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Might have a couple more coming today. So. Okay, well, I mean, it's off, awfully nice that you're able to help in, in that kind of a situation. It's incredible. Well, you know, I'd hope someone would do it for me, too. <laughs> Absolutely. They're a pretty large animal to have running willy-nilly anywhere, right? Today, um, um, as, a, as, as a province, as a first step to try to ease um, some of the financial stress in some small way that you're feeling, um, the province is announcing that there will be um, immediate support available for those uh, households in evacuated areas of up to $500. Uh, we're going to work with the um, with the Red Cross to make those that funding available to you as soon as as soon as possible. Um, I'm truly sorry as your premier for what you're going through. Uh, your, your province is truly sorry for what you're going for going through. And, um, we, we will be, uh, we will be there to support you in any way we possibly can as a province. Um, we also know that those who are operating, um, comfort centers are under pressure and stress to do what they can to support, um, to support their, the people who are using those comfort centers. So we'll look for ways to support those uh, right in the comfort centers as well. 
And finally, for our for our first responders, our, our um, volunteer firefighters who are you know uh, coming from across the province to help. Um, we we know that um, the the pressure you're feeling as well in so many ways, but yet you're stepping up yet again uh, to help our communities. So so the province will will put forward some programs that will um, try to um, provide some financial support to our volunteer firefighters who are traveling across the province to help another area. We'll look for ways to support those um, those volunteer firefighters with with mileage, and also the, the departments themselves who are you know push, pushing gear out around the province. That's not without a cost as well. So as a province, we'll, we'll be there for those volunteer fire uh, departments and volunteer firefighters who are who are stepping up to help those uh, the, those communities. We'll continue to look for more ways uh, to support um, Nova Scotians as the, as the um, as the um, the days unfold before us. I mean, thank you very much for joining us, Riley. You, you know, where where were you at with this yesterday? I live on the corner of Hammond's Plains and Pothbuck. My house is probably gone by now. <sighs> Riley, so when did you? So you how how did take us through last night then, and going from everything's fine to you need to get out? So my entire day pretty much consisted of you know standard waking up uh, at my girlfriend's place in the city. And saying, you know what, screw it, let's go on a road trip to Peggy's Cove and just take an adventure. And on our way back into the city, my girlfriend pointed out to me, she said, look at that, it looks like there's a smoky haze in the sky. And I was like, oh, okay, there must be a uh, brush fire in in the area. So I went on to Twitter to check Halifax Fire News, and I saw that there was a... uh, a out of control brush fire on Juneberry Lane. I googled where Juneberry Lane was and found that it was in the Westwood Hills subdivision of Cantallon. And I was like, "Holy shit, excuse my language, but that's like five minutes away from my house." So by the time I got there, they there was already an emergency alert out to evacuate uh, the Westwood subdivision, and. Uh, I was calling all my friends in the surrounding areas like there's fire like five minutes away from all of our houses. And uh, then I was uh, like, it was to the point where like the, the light coming from the sun was red. Like it looked like we were in a, in a red room. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then the next emergency alert was uh, that it was extended to the Yankee town subdivision and, uh, I told my brother, I was like, we need to get out of here. Like, this is like two minutes from our front door. So we grabbed everything we could. We grabbed our cats and took off to my grandparents who live in Lucasville. Five minutes being there and they got evacuated. So we had to move everything else into into my other grandparents' house in uh, Sackville. I mean, what, what do you even, obviously you're grabbing your cats. But, I mean, what else are you grabbing for? Well, luckily for me, I had, like, pretty much everything else I, I needed. I had my, my uniform for work, which I'm at, like, I'm at work right now already. Like, there's there's no point on me sitting around wall, wallowing about this fire. Like, unfortunately, the the worst is yet to come because, like, we're going to go home to a house that is unrecognizable to us considering the fact that, 
last we heard, they were pulling back defenses because of worsening fire conditions on the northwest end of Pockwalk Road, and uh, because the wind was spreading the fire to the other side of Pockwalk. At one point, the the fire was destroying a structure at 46 Pockwalk Road, which is literally like a 30-second walk behind my house. And you're just at work as if it's a regular day. Well, I, it has to be. I have a, I have a duty as uh, as a military member, right? I yeah. I can't like they do allow us to take time off uh, to like work on like mental health and and whatnot. But like it's yes, it's affecting me. But I'm trying to maintain positive in all this, so I don't go you know crazy or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where uh, y- your grandparents are okay. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're also staying with uh, with my other my uh, my stepfather's parents as well. Right. So everybody's safe in Sackville. Yeah. Um, as ma- as much as people may be panicking, um, Sackville is safe. The winds have changed direction to be pushing back to pushing whatever's left of the fire back toward where it originally started. Yeah, because this morning you can't. There's not much smoke to see in the air. Mm-hmm. And what you, do you do? You, like, are you, you getting any further, any more information because you're directly affected than us? Or are you just scouring Twitter and the internet just like everybody else is? I'm I'm just scouring the internet trying to find out like how many structures have burned, like where, like what has like been burned with it, like so badly out of recognition. Um, but like I, I can tell you this like myself like I was driving through Hammond's Plains on our way out and uh, as me and my girlfriend describe it Smoke Valley where like it literally looks like you're driving into a fog bank it it it's it smelled like there was a campfire five feet in front of me yeah yeah it's 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 been a pretty messed up day for Nova Scotia yesterday that's that's for sure. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't even know any details on the Shelburne fire. I didn't even know it was happening until this fire happened. No. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for yeah, calling, no Riley. And I'm glad you're safe. And uh, keep us updated. Yeah, I will do my best. So we've been trying to, uh, you know, reach out to to some of the evacuation centers. We've been talking to Tanya in Black Point. Is there anything like from those of us, you know, everyone who isn't evacuated, is there anything we can do or or bring or help with in uh, any way, do you think? Yeah, at this point, no. We have tons of volunteers, um, you know, thankfully, and a lot of food that's already been dropped off and lots of water. So we're, we're good for now, but thank you so much. Okay, well, that's... Uh I mean, I, that's promising. That's nice to see that you have so much support it already. Is. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been huge. So it's it's quite wonderful. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, that's Tanya at the Black Point Community Center. The other evacuation centers are the Canada Games Center, and then at the Beaver Bank Community Center. So, Bonnie, uh, we know what what about the situation there? I'm not really sure yet. We don't have a, a lot of people here. We only have like four people here. We had a few through the night. Um, it's a little bit chaotic this morning. Of course, we're having a lot of people calling and looking to see if they can help in any way. Um, 
So we just want to basically see what's going on. We've had some donations through the night, so I think we're okay for right now. Okay. And we can give you a call back once we kind of get organized and know what's going on today, right? Hopefully, maybe things will return to normal today, hopefully. Eesh. Yeah, because uh, we, we have a lot of people asking us, hey, have you heard of anywhere we can send donations and things to and what might people need? So yeah, now we're asking you, but yeah, if you... If- yeah, we definitely appreciate that. We had some donations last night from the Bears, like Walmart. So. Oh, great. Yeah, but I can certainly take your name and number, and you know, once we get kind of see what's going on today, we could always give you a call back. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're we're Hot Country 103.5. Okay. <laughs> I think I've dialed that number a time or two. <laughs> oh, good, yeah. Well, my name's Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son uh, goes to uh, Lockview High School, and I guess his bus driver listens to you and Melody in the mornings. The Aww. whole bus is devastated that Melody's leaving. <laughs> you're, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. They, I guess the bus driver listens to Melody and Foreman in the mornings. <laughs> well, that's awfully kind of them, and I am yeah. also also devastated that she's not here. Aw, <laughs> you'll do fine. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're so, working on, we have plans for the future. We're working on oh, them Oh, there, yeah. there you go. There you go. Yeah, we, um, again, we did have, we had Tim Hortons from Sackville call today and Walmart call today, and yeah, so I, th- I think we're doing good for donations, but yeah, it's great to see how people just join together. Like we have, you know, somebody from... From Costco, who's saying, hey, you know, the employees of Costco would like to help out somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's so great how everybody joins together when there's a a devastating issue, you know. That's great. So, yeah, Yeah. we'll uh, we'll probably contact you guys later if if we find anything that we need anything. So, thanks so much for calling. We do appreciate it. Uh, So, I'm here to give an update uh, from the Department of Natural Resources Renewables on the wildfire situation in the province. And, and we'll speak, uh, of course, to the, the, the couple of priority fires that we got going on. So uh, we've had 183 total fires to date in the province. Um, currently, we have eight active fires around the province, and two of which are out of, out of control, which are two priority fires. Uh, the fire in Tantalan uh, is still estimated about 788 hectares. Uh, the one uh, kind of good news story that we're hearing so far from officials uh, at the site, there's been minimal growth on that fire in terms of wildland fire activity. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, uh, that is a, a glimmer of hope. Um, we've got lots of uh, Department of Natural Resources staff, uh, volunteer and municipal uh, fire resources, lots of emergency responders, as well as we have one of those uh, Newfoundland uh, CL 415 uh, water bombers are working that fire. And so they're working on priority uh, spots that may be popping up uh, through the day. We have uh, all of our department helicopters are out working on these fires. And in addition, we've uh, procured uh, as many local uh, private operators of helicopters that we can. Uh, so they're out working on these fires as well. And we also have one of the uh, Newfoundland CL 415 uh, water bombers working in Barrington. We have incident management teams in place uh, on both fires to help uh, organize and uh, lead the, the ground firefighters. Uh, we uh, can assure you it's uh, all hands on deck at Department of Natural Resources, as I'm sure it is with all uh, emergency services. Uh, in addition to the staff we got committed to to active fires, we also have staff, uh, you know, supporting those uh, fires, uh, you know, back at the offices and also ready for new starts. Uh, so 
As the Premier had indicated, our, our resources are stretched and, and limited, so we are prioritizing uh, where we send um, send resources. And would like to give an update, as a lot of people are probably aware, we did send a 20-person uh, Department of Natural Resources crew out to the Northwest Territories last week. So we have uh, recalled that crew. So the plans are in place, uh, trying to get them back within the next couple of days. And they'll be home to help us out. They, uh, We've had reports that they're they're in good spirits, but uh, they're certainly wishing they could be here and, and helping out. So they'll be, they'll be here soon. Like to uh, also let everyone know, we we as Premier had indicated, we've reached far and wide, you know, through our national and and international partners to see what else is available for for resources. We do have additional crews coming in from uh, both PEI Newfoundland within uh, hopefully the next twenty four to forty eight hours, uh, and as well as uh, there's plans in the works to get an additional uh, CL four fifteen from Newfoundland. Text nine zero two four two five one zero three five. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at HotCountry1035.ca.